Well, 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 here we go. Another episode of Men Talk About. I'm your host, Paul Newell, bringing you another episode. This time, listen, I'm bringing my man Cody Isabel, neuroscience grad. The dude is on point, tip top. And listen to this podcast several times before I released it. There's a lot of gems here, especially when he talks about focused action and making change. And this dude is coming at it from the science perspective, none of the woo-woo shit. So take the opportunity to listen to this podcast. My recommendation, listen to it several times. Get a feel for what Cody's saying and enjoy the information that he's bringing to you. Enjoy. I'll talk to you when the podcast is over. Yo. So what's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? This is Paul, your host of the Men Talk About podcast. Man, I'm on some giddy giddiness right now. Um, I'm on like, I feel like I'm on some like intergalactic planetary goodness with my guest here, Cody Isabel. Man, oh, I, I'm just envisioning what this is. <laughs> the energy is like, ugh. I'm digging it. I'm digging it already. So um, listen, so this, if this is the first time you're tuning in, thank you, first of all. And where you're tuning into is the Men Talk About podcast. I'm your host, Paul Newell. This podcast is for men and those that are honing in on the masculine energy in order to develop themselves, in order to educate themselves, and in order to do the inner work to elevate themselves to the next level. And that is one of the main reasons I got this guy here because this dude right here, <laughs> this dude right here, like if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, get with this guy right here. Get with this dude. He's the next one. I'm calling, yo, Cody, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. When this goes that down, That would be man, amazing. Heck call. yeah, let's do it. Call. You did say that joke back in September 2020 when, yo, listen, 92020. I'm saying it right here because I- Spoken this, to this guy's and and speaking of that cody founder of conceive believe achieve an organization that is here to guide men to their superpowers to elevate them to the next level so using the power of neuroscience what's up cody welcome thank you so much for having me glad i could join man me too me too. So, and also take this opportunity, um, thanking our connection, Jason Halzer, bringing us together. Bless up to my man. For those that have yet to hear that podcast, what that was, that was on some goodness as well. That was on some goodness. So, uh, so it's what we just said right here. We said, and, and we speak it into existence, what I just said. And that's this concept of conceive, believe, achieve. And um, so, Cody, so for the people that this is the first time they're hearing this, can you give a little background as to where that comes from and what, and what that means for you? Sure, yeah. So that is from an actually longer quote, um, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. And that's been kind of like a personal mantra for me. It's kind of how I define that superpower I have, like that over-optimistic, I believe it can happen, nothing's impossible type mindset that I have. Um, And it's 
truly, truly, the, the way it's even worded, the mind, right? That's the brain, that's the mind, that's this thing upstairs. Um, and conceive, believe, achieve, right? If your mind can conceive of something, so think it up, whatever that is, you, and you can believe in those things, and you can, tr seriously, you can achieve those. And for me, being able to take that in a literal sense and say, okay, how can we dissect that with neuroscience um, and really kind of blast through some of the myths and different, maybe not myths, but uh, misconceptions or confusing things. Neuroscience seems very complicated, um, but it doesn't have to be. And that's kind of the conduit I like to be able to be is use those tools, use the brain and achieve whatever you want to. Yeah, see, this is, and this is one of the things I'm digging about what you're doing uh, when you say about making neuroscience simple. Um, mm. From my own perspective, when I, and I, we were talking about this in the pregame, I was, when, I, when I first learned about neuroscience, it, it was probably in my 20s. Like, actually, no, you know what? It was, it was early, it was my late teens, because that's the first time I had been introduced to Napoleon Hill. And I was like, I didn't, I was like, man, I don't want to think who, man, I'm not ready for that, man. I kind of brushed it off. And the person I recommended it was talking about like, it's about the brain. It's about, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> now, fast forward, you know, listen, reading the book, understanding like this concept of uh, whether it's, some people may call this mind mapping, intention setting, dreaming, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still, you're, you're conceiving something. For sure. And then when I read Dr. Joe Dispenza, when he talked about doing different things to create new pathways, I, I started to really recognize the power of knowing neuroscience. Now, sure. yes. Cody, you, I want to make sure people understand for you, you have a level of understanding of neuroscience. Can you give some background on what, like how, like your education around neuroscience? Is this like from sure. a cert? Is this some Yeah, talk to us about that, man. Sure, yeah, so I, that's what I studied in college um, and got jumped in from college. I studied neuroscience, did some work with concussions, um, and then I went into uh, working in businesses and helping them kind of attack uh, leadership, management, sales, things like that, understanding some of the basics of neuroscience um, and kind of getting to the way I kind of describe it is practical neuroscience. So things that are okay. extremely applicable. So like what types of neurochemicals do you want? When I was working with sales teams, what types of uh, neurochemicals do you want in, in your prospects brains? Um, which ones cut off their ability to make a decision um, and really, really simplifying down those things. Um, how to start a conversation to open up, keep their amygdala turned off, which is that emotional center um, so that they can communicate with you. Um, different areas, testing um, and using it all the time. And that's something that I very, very, very much love is that experimenter, testing, trying, learning. Neuroscience and psychology are so fun because you have this upstairs. You have the ability right. to test every single day. You don't need a lab. You can test. You can experiment. You can use the scientific method all the time. I try this meditation for two two weeks, does it lower my stress? If I um, communicate in this way to this type of person, um, do I get the response that I want? You can test and shift and change and be a scientist all the time. And so it's a very, very right. practical science, if you ask me. So I, I very much pride so, myself on those things. 
So essentially what I'm hearing you say is like the, there's there's wait for people to test out this neuroscience and, and what it's doing for them is really being, uh, I'm hearing you talk about an awareness of self to really know like, hey, when I say certain things, what changes for me? When this happens, what, what, what am I experiencing? So this is, this is um, damn, I want to dive into this, but pausing for a second, because seeing your enthusiasm on the screen, and for those that are listening to this, this will be on, the, on YouTube at some point. I'm behind on getting stuff on YouTube. I'm working on it, okay? Anyway. Hey, it's all right. I'm, yeah, I, I'm so freaking curious. Dude, how, what the hell brought you to neuroscience in college? Because that's like, there are very few young, young men that I've, uh, young people that I've met that are into neuroscience. So what the hell brought you to that, man? Sure, yeah, it's actually kind of a serendipitous story. It, and it started all the way back in high school. I was kind of lucky enough mm. to be in a pretty, pretty good um, high school or area or whatever. Um, and they had a program called Project Lead the Way. Um, and I was a part of the biomedical track for that. So I got into like microbiology, human body systems, all these really, really, really advanced things as like a freshman in, oh, actually an eighth grader, going into my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And the first class my freshman year was that human body systems class. And so we studied every single body system, heart, your cardiac, your cardiac system, your skeletal system, muscular, all of that. And when we got to the nervous system, I remember I, I walked up to my teacher and I was like, so this one influences and kind of controls everything else. And she's like, yeah. I was like, so why would we study anything else? And from that point forward, I've just been fascinated by it. Always loved it. Um, and then I was lucky enough to play uh, basketball in high school as well and got recruited by a college up in Iowa, Simpson College, to um, play some basketball. And they had actually specifically a neuroscience program for me to dive into. Um, and so my biggest focus was being a neurologist and a sports neurologist and really helping athletes. Um, and so that's, it's always very much fascinated me. And the thing that helps us think and do everything else and how do those, the base units of that work and how can you get into that? How can you understand how it works? I've always loved that. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of how I got into that. That's so fresh. That's so fresh. So, um, Thank you for sharing that, man. Because uh, it's like, as I'm hearing you speak it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is aligned for this young man. This is great. <laughs> um, so happy you're doing this. So I want to dive into this because I consider what you're doing, uh, and you, you know, you're doing. You, you spoke it too. This is development, and I, it's interesting because I consider what you're doing spanning all three of the areas that I like to cover in the podcast: the development piece, the education piece, and you know, the work piece. Okay. So from the educational perspective, I like, I, I want us, I want us to kind of take um, everybody through these, these three, right. Um, uh, from the education perspective. So you talked about something before about uh, something called the amygdala mm -hmm. and the chemicals that can go on through the brain. So um, people that have heard this podcast before, you heard me talk about fight or flight words, how much, what they mean and all these things. Um, from an educational standpoint, and the amygdala is basically uh, your, your ADT system. When your body senses that there's any threat in the body, right, it's going to send out chemicals. Like, 
to have you get ready to to fight or flee or to freeze to to survive so the the piece um the education piece cody from the neuroscience perspective what would what would you say are one or two pieces that um the listeners of this podcast um it would be important for them to practice or learn about the neuroscience, uh, about the neural system to help them change or create change? For sure. I, I would say the um, something that, uh, like a quick tip almost, would be that that amygdala system, you call it your limbic system, but just that emotional center um, is actually the second piece of your brain, right? So you've got your autonomic, that brain stem, which that's what keeps your heart beating, that's what keeps all of those primary functions going, like you're blinking, things you don't think about, your limbic system, which is your emotions and all of the hormones that are associated neurochemicals with that, and then your cortex, the very top, like uppermost developed layers. So it's, it's kind of interesting because your amygdala is the first language, or those emotions are the first language of your brain, because that's how your brain forms forward. Interesting. Um, yes, and so those chemicals are released before you really even um, those emotions, right, are neurochemicals being released in your head by your amygdala. And that is, when you can start to tap into that, um, that is like a language that's that getting you ahead. Um, and if you think about it, like you were talking about, fight, fight flight, freeze, and um, mm -hmm. if there's a saber-toothed tiger coming at you back in the day, you did not need to get to your frontal cortex to say, hmm, wonder if I'm if I can run fast enough, his teeth are this big, he's, there's not, no, he needs right. to work. Analyze and then, shit. Right. Yeah, you don't need to do that. And so the cool part though is um, that your breath, honestly, is much, much more powerful than a lot of people think. Um, and so there are a couple of techniques. Your breath, really, you said? Really, really, your breath, yes, it's amazing. Um, somebody, I just want to make sure people caught that. Your breath, <laughs> well, I mean, you th think about it. What's the first thing you do when you mm -hmm. come out of your mom? you take your first breath. What's the last thing you do mm -hmm. when you die? Last breath leaves your body. Breath is massively important. Um, and so when, when you're thinking of that, you've got this thing called a diaphragm that is a muscle right under here. And it actually helps your body control based on your breathing, um, that amygdala in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. And so there are some pretty quick breathing things that you can do for two different types. So if you are under motivated and you're 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 not you're just you can't get going forward on something like that some of the power breathing um is one way that you can or a technique that you could use um, or superpower you could use to get yourself some energy in your brain flood that thing with oxygen and get blood flowing into it those chemicals flushed out in about 90 seconds um and get some of that energy so i actually yeah i actually do i have it in Right here. So if you're looking to get energy, the power breathing, just four in, mm -hmm. hold for two, mm -hmm. and then blow out for four. The holding for two, so. And push, you can feel it yeah. in your diaphragm if you push right under your ribs. That, do that uh, about 25, 30 times, and I, I, it's like drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> you're speaking <laughs> you my language, man. My man, just give it 90 seconds. Speaking my language. Let that blood yep. flow in. Um, and then the other, yeah, the, yep. the other half of that, so some people it's motivation, other, so other people it's calming down. Some, this is something uh, Dr. Right. Andrew Huberman is huge on, um, but there's a sigh reflex that most people 
Like if you've ever, like when you're about to sneeze, you have that double, double suck through your nose um, mm -hmm. and then blowing out your mouth. That calms you down. So if you're in what amygdala hijack, where you are, your thoughts are crazy, you're anxious, you're nervous, you're thinking about 100,000 things in the future you don't have control of, and you can't get your brain to focus, or you're like me and have four trillion thoughts a second um, come through your head, and you're talking really fast, you're starting to froth with the mouth, and people are like, you okay? Just two in your nose and one out your mouth. Do it two or three right. times, and you will drain those chemicals out of your brain, it takes about 90 seconds, and you will come to a calm state. And what it's actually doing, because I'm not one that, I, my favorite part is really being scientific about this. Um, but when you're doing, so it's, so what you're doing is in your lungs, you have these little sacs that pull carbon dioxide out of your blood. And when you double inhale, the first one squeezes like this, and the second one squeezes like this. So it squeezes and sucks more carbon dioxide out of your blood. And that last mm -hmm. inhale, you're pushing more CO2 out and bringing more O2 oxygen in, which gets into your brain, calms you down. Um, and and just, is it like two in through the nostrils and then one out through the mouth? What's the cadence? Like, what's that? Yeah. yeah so it's a double inhale through your nose. Yeah. And then slow exhale. So slow two inhales, mm -hmm. slow exhale. This is important. So this is this is big because especially in this in in in, in any time, there's always gonna be some sort of stressor. And in modern Western civilization, there's you know, perceived stressors, stressors that will create those chemicals, right? That will like all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, somebody yelled at me, somebody blew the horn. I'm in this state, like it's a saber tooth, right? Yes, yes. So yes. I appreciate what you're saying for this piece. And it's simple. And again, that's what I appreciate about what you do is making this simple. Because now what I'm hearing you say is by using that sort of breathing technique. And also I heard you say about the four in, two hold, and then four out. Yep. Um, as a uh, yoga uh, practitioner, yeah, as a yoga practitioner, this is what you're speaking is, is the science, isn't it? And it's truth. Yes. And it's, 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 it's listen, this, I appreciate this so much, man, because Kodak, it's anytime like I would speak some of this stuff and talk about like, listen, you're inhaling like nutrients, nourishment into your body, exhaling waste. People are like, that's a woo-woo shit. But I'm like, really? Like your carbon dioxide is waste from the body. You notice when you say yes. you're drawing the, the carbon dioxide from the blood and then getting it out. That's the toxins, right? 100%. And also that's part of the chemical flush. <laughs> Get it out. It's interesting because I'm, I'm, um, Right now, I'm, I'm exploring a different part of my yoga practice and learning something called comedic yoga. And it's for uh, inner alchemy and also to heal racial trauma. And a lot of it is breath work. It's like, that's the first thing. You're cleansing, you're clearing breath, like inhales through the nostrils, exhales through the mouth. And then like he has an alternate nostril breathing. And then also there's, there's yeah it's really interesting because combining both hemispheres of the brain and then the thing that you're talking about which i appreciate in this practice is using the diaphragm so for, for people that are listening to that to this cody you did a great job of explaining that that where that part is right right under the rib cage and what you'll know when you're getting a full breath in when your belly expands okay that's how you know you'll get it because that means that your diaphragm is 
pushing down on your organs. So it's going to have them protrude out of you to make your belly look big. The reason why that's important is, yeah, and it's important, especially for what I'm hearing you say, Cody, because this is a calming mechanism. This is going to flush those toxins right out. This is basically, uh, we're getting more oxygen. We're able to let that diaphragm expand. We get more oxygen in the body. We help to flush these wastes. So that's big for the for the education piece, right? And I like that. I like that because it's very simple. Now, when it comes to the development piece, uh, I'm curious. Um, when it comes to neuroscience, what is a, what are a couple key things that people get to learn in regards to how neuroscience plays a way, play, plays a part in development? Yeah, this is one of my favorite <laughs> um, pieces. Is development or behavioral change so changing mm -hmm. things modifying behaviors um th the almost complete control we have over the development of our our brains um and there are a couple a few myths um that i really really love to kind of attack mm -hmm. <laughs> is that your brain is plastic period always is mm -hmm. always will be and there are times until you're about 25 or so it's more plastic or a little bit easier to mold because it's like just has not filled your skull as full as an adult's brain has but your brain is always plastic <laughs> and that paired with understanding a lot of people have heard this 10,000 hour rule um, and it to learn a new skill and Malcolm Gladwell uh, outliers is, is where I think right. that kind of originated. And he studied right. these masters like the Kobe Bryant's, the, uh, the John Lennon's right of, of their craft and 10,000 hours for sure. The thing that mm -hmm. gets misconstrued is that, Oh, I want to learn a new skill. It's going to take me 10,000 hours. Don't want to learn that skill as much anymore. Paired with my brain's not plastic anymore. Don't want to learn that skill anymore. Mm -hmm. So that that ten thousand hour is also actually not a myth. For masterful, yes. If you want to just learn to play the guitar and you're not trying to be Van Halen, <laughs> it takes about twenty yeah. hours. Twenty hours of focused practice to learn a new skill. And so when you are pairing those two things together, behavioral change in your brain takes about sixty three days, and it's crazy when you do the math, but about 15 minutes of focused practice per day in 63 days puts you at 20 hours. So something as simple as 15 minutes of focused work, you can learn any skill you'd like to in months. Uh, and it doesn't have to be this gigantic, insane thing, right? You can learn tiny things I'm learning to speed read right now um, doing similar things like this like you can upgrade your brain and add superpowers to it and I can show you physiologically over those 63 days the physical brain structure that is developing over that time and you can it's empirically measurable you can measure it in physiologically neurologically brain scans no fairy dust this is brain physiology in your head that is truly you have the ability to shift and grow it because your brain's plastic and you can grow those new behaviors so that that would be that, that's a huge focus of what i i love to be able to uh, work with people on
so I'm curious because I have in my head what a focused practice is. Okay. Can you give some examples of what that could mean? Yeah. So this isn't like when I'm speed reading, it's not like I'm just like sitting here and arbitrarily going through this. This is the, the, the focus process in your brain. You should feel a little bit of agitation um, where you're, it, it's like one of those, the easy way to think about it would be like the runner's wall. How you have to push through that or you sit mm. down to go through your emails and you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this. You're antsy. You want to get up. You want to, uh, you want to move. You want to do anything, but this focused work, um, that is, that's the first, that's how you know you're getting there. That's norepinephrine, which is a fancy word for adrenaline flooding into your brain, trying to get you out of here. Um, but that mm. able to get to that focus level, You've got to push past that little tiny wall, whatever it is, whether you're sitting down to do speed reading, which is at first a very arduous task. I will, I will say, as I've been going through this, gotcha. um, you've got to get through that um, because once you're through that, there's something called another chemical called acetylcholine, which is, a, is the simple way to, to think about that is it is your, the spotlight for your focus. So whichever whatever skill you're working on, there's a network of neurons that are firing as you're learning that. And the more and more that they're firing, the closer and closer they're getting and the closer and more and more subconscious this behavior becomes. And so um, once you can release those two things and so that you've got the, to focus, you've got the acetylcholine to hone in on those neurons and it actually literally marks them like it puts a little thing on that neuron so that when you go to sleep, your brain and your let's reconsolidation, your memory cells essentially come in, grab those cells, and that is when they're building them closer. So when at first they may be like this, but if these two cells are marked, the, the, when you go to sleep, they come in and repair kind of like your muscles do after a workout closer and form a closer connection and bond meaning they can fire faster and um they it, it takes less conscious energy to do that so those are the really two important things but the one last one which is the sleeper the magic <laughs> is dopamine so many people talk okay. about dopamine and it, everyone knows it's the happy thing whatever uh, neurologically though when when people say they're in a rut or they're in a pattern or whatever it is that pattern or rut creator is dopamine. And so um, the fun part is Wait, that- Wait, say that again? The, the so the, the stuck part, the rut part is actually dopamine? Yeah, it makes your brain want to go down that path. Whichever path can, can that, that's, dopamine is that happy. People want to have dopamine. So the more you can feel that, the more that rut is seared into your brain because your brain wants to go towards pleasure. And so it helps sear in. It's kind of like a, um, if you're thinking like the, uh, a trail, like the wagon trails when we were going out west. Um, eventually right. there's ruts in the dirt because the wagon wheels, they, there's giant ruts within that dirt. That's kind of like your brain and neurons, specific patterns. Like your shower routine, that's a very, very right. deep rut in your brain as far as a behavioral pattern, um, which is seared in by dopamine. And the other thing that dopamine does is that stress, that agitation I was talking about, 
that adrenaline right. that makes you feel that want to get up dopamine down regulates that so if you have more dopamine in your body and in your brain you can decrease that amount of stress you're feeling and get past that hump uh, and dopamine is one of the best things because it's as simple you're gonna love this as self-talk a growth mindset is dopamine and if you can say dang you want let's pretend you want to go run a marathon and you you walk around the neighborhood once because you're trying to you're, you're building up right you've got to run however many miles maybe you run one mile saying i got i, I did one mile i i haven't fallen off the ladder i'm still on the ladder i've got my hands on these rungs i'm not to the top yet but i'm just about there or runners i'm getting to that mile marker all right i got here heck yes when's the next mile marker and talking, literally hyping yourself up, that releases that dopamine. And being able to say, I know I want to get up. I know I don't want to focus, but I'm almost there. Let's just do three emails. Okay, let me do three more. And that positive self-talk that you can start to release in your head, um, you really, really, really have a lot more control over that than most people think. Um, and that can help you get past that wall and get past that quitting type behavior where you want to abort no let's get out of here i'm done um right. to, to push past that um dopamine can really really help you out so interesting mm -hmm. wow so focus practice 15 minutes a day of focus practice can create behavior change in 63 days yes that's bananas you heard it here folks you heard it here, this is recorded. This is recorded. 15 minutes of focus practice. Focus practice meaning like that agitate, that little bit of that agitated state and to get it because you like in that feeling of like, I wanna get the hell out of here, move past that little bit of wall and do your self talk because that helps out with the dopamine. That will help to up the dopamine to get through that little. Okay. And and the fun part is this is is research. This is wow. not my this is not my own research, but this is um, this is this is uh, out here. This is out here. Yes, these are papers. I mean, they, you you can go and look. The researchers that have found that sixty three days is about neurophysiology and it how long it takes for, to create from a cell body, which is kind of like the seed of a tree, all the way um, to a network of trees that branches are interconnected. I mean, it's that's the most beautiful thing about this is it's mm. like this is science so it, it's not like oh yeah try this thing out now <laughs> so it's interesting right as I, I, I as i'm hearing like as i was just hearing what you're saying apart I, I, for a second i splintered off and looked back over what we've done so far what we talked about and i want to take a pause here and in align this to where we started conceive believe achieve mm -hmm. so the conceive piece we talked about in the awareness or the education right um uh and like the about knowing the amygdala system the breath work being able to use pull into the higher part of the brain to be able to create a, uh, conceive a something specific that a person wants right now the belief part that was really that was um that was that was fascinating because i almost think can align that to the inner work but really that's the development right and the development piece i can align that with 
that 15 minutes of focused practice yes. because to believe to create that new like one of the things that really stuck out to me is when you talked about the wagon in the rut right mm-hmm. wagon in the rut and that uncomfortable practice is like starting to go a little bit off the trail where it gets rocky it's exactly. like good 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 Good, 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 yes. good, good, good. Branches are hitting and you in then, the face. It's cr- yep, oh, yeah. smack, slap, all that <laughs> stuff, man. Yes. Hit right yes. up in the face. And then all of a sudden, now you're creating because it's like a little bit next step, next step, next step. Now all of a sudden there's a new rut that I'm creating or a new space or path I'm creating to for people that are why I bring this up is because a lot of the the development that a man or anyone really can go through, there's a part of belief that has to be, that has to come into play because to develop into something higher than the self, you're going to have, you get to move past the old self. Right. And that means creating something new in your head, creating something completely different. So, so now I want to talk to, the, the the last part achieve which goes into the inner work right and which is aligned to what we what the inner work is so as far as neuroscience um when someone makes a change right there's there's like there is a, there can be discomfort i'm going to speak for myself when i make a, a shift it changes discomfort because I, it's like i almost speak a different language from everything ever, or people that i had connected with before right so it's like i go through a shift and like figuring myself out and I noticed that there's a part where I, I want to go back to where I came from, right? And there's another piece that I have to activate to level up. So I'm curious, like, with what you're doing, like, what are the ways that you see neuroscience supporting men or whoever's listening to this podcast level up? Yeah, so th- this is actually a very fun topic, too. Um, and. <laughs> Kind of my thing to go extraordinary neuro and physiological on this, but when you're really thinking about the what behaviors and beliefs are, they I mean they occupy really truly space in your brain as neurons are firing, um, and so understanding that at a base level your brain wants to go away from pain or towards pleasure, uh, pain away from pain is more powerful um, because when we were developing, we want to live and survive. Uh, death is painful. Uh, so you want to get away from pain. So when you're thinking about changing a behavior or you're thinking like the wagon rut analogy is perfect for this. Getting smacked in the face by those branches. You're breaking your wheel when you get out of that rut. Like that is painful. And when you really start to dive into this, whether it's a negative belief, I can't do that, I'm not good enough, or if it's a negative behavior uh, that you want to change. like. Uh, being able to make sure you go work out, waking up earlier, learning how to read, whatever that is. Again, that is physical. Those are physical cells in your body that are either growing or if you're changing, they're dying. So understanding that as you start to change this behavior and start to change these ruts, there are cells in your brain dying. Truly, they really are. And it's painful. There are, I mean, remember, you, I mean, you get a paper cut, you touch something, it's like, oh, crap, that hurts. Your body, you want to get away from pain. And so right. by understanding that as you're changing this behavior, you're changing cells. Not only are you growing new ones, you're killing old ones. 
killing the old ones is painful, right? Literally, it is painful. And so your brain wants to get you away from pain at all times. And so changing that behavior is painful to your brain cells, literally. And so you have a natural mm. inclination as you're changing these behaviors, neurophysiologically, seriously, uh, to go away from that pain, to go away from that behavior change, to go away from that new thing, that new belief. You, you want to get away from that because your brain cells are dying if you're going towards it. Mm, it's like running into the sun. Mm -hmm. But it's nourishment, but it burns. <laughs> so this is, wow, man, this, I'm, uh, uh, this, 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 this is so much. Um, it's just, like, this is, this is interesting because, like, especially as you talk about, um, like, to going towards the change, it's like a death. Like, I've heard in sessions with men, like, you know, I feel like I'm dying inside when they're going through intense changes. Like, you know, when I was going through um, divorce and, like, you know, dealing with being a, a, a non-custodial parent, like, I went through some dark shit, man. Like, yep. damn. And, like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I was dying then because something else was being born. And what I'm hearing you say was, like, as I'm making these shifts and changes, cells are being created and the other ones are like, ah, I'm got getting any nourishment. I'm good night. Yes. <laughs> yes I'm here to say. And so neural it, connections it, are being shredded and ripped apart. Yeah. Right. So this process of development is going to be painful. Um, well, actually, no, I'm, it's going to be, uh, it's going to, there's going to be discomfort in this process. And I want to, I want to put it that way for a reframe because as I'm speaking language, it's it's about the reframe right like and this is again part of achieving because uh, yes. I, one thing for people listening the benefit of being able to grow new cells is that there's new or new ways new pathways neural pathways right is i see the benefit in that is that while it, it may have discomfort as far as going away from what you originally knew there's new space of that's that a person can grow into and the thing that's very interesting is that that opens up a lot of possibilities for folks, right? And it could be like, you know, creating something that's new and outside of the quote unquote norm is some serious business, man. And um, what, what are your thoughts or like, what, what do you recommend to people as they're going through these shifts and, and neurological changes? To, to what do you I mean like what are some things do you recommend for them like is it is it support is it like have a coach like what are your thoughts around what can that whole process yeah no for sure I, a coach uh, a support system there's so much um, science behind uh, support teams I mean the amount that you can do in a group if, if you're thinking like athletically even um, but the amount that you can do within a group is massive and then also remember that that a growth mindset is is really those like a reframe that you just did gives you a, a hit of that dopamine and you have more control of those hits of dopamine than you really think um because with your language uh, because when you speak it out it becomes the reality that your brain can then perceive and so when you are um when when you're thinking uh and understanding that it's painful 
understanding, be able to reach out to someone, grab some of the, depending on what you're changing, right? If, like right. smoking or something that is, there's, there is some very, very tough chemicals um, that are some very potent chemicals for smoking that are at play here. Um, they go pretty, pretty deep. Um, but when you're really thinking about um, being able to um, make these changes, yes, yes, it might be painful, but reframing it towards and, and thinking of you're going away from pain, but you're also going towards pleasure, a more pleasurable future. And being able to reframe the thought or whatever it is you're doing as, ah, oh, this is so painful, uh, right? Reframing it towards actually, I, I, if you want to say acknowledge the pain, I understand this is painful, but I, it's getting me to this pleasurable state, whatever that is, filling your goal, that, that alone, that statement is, is releasing those chemicals, dopamine and the happy things that can start to help you uh, get out of your own head, flood your brain with the correct chemicals to build new ruts. And the next time you're in this situation, that pain will be less and the pleasure will be more, will be there quicker. You will have to experience that pain less and understanding that over and over it's repetition in your brain, but really, really, really mm. taking control of that um, and not letting um, that, that, and it's hard, I get it. Uh, but that, that mm. I mean, you at a very basic level want to get away from pain and it's a very, very keeps you alive type thing. So um, it mm. is, it, it can be hard, but it's a challenge that's worth accepting if you ask me. Um, and, and just remember how much power you have over this thing upstairs. So this is, man, I appreciate what you're saying. And what's coming to mind is, and what I'm called to ask is, what are your thoughts, like from a neuroscience perspective, what are your thoughts about what's happening in our brains with the, the situation around like the racial challenges that are happening, the political differences and challenges that are happening, the freedom uh, choices and challenges that are happening. Like, what are your thoughts from a neuroscience perspective around, around that? Yeah, so there's actually some interesting <clears> stuff. <throat> um, again, Dr. Andrew Huberman actually was talking about this, which is the best neuroscientist on earth to follow if you don't yet, but- um, And what's he, his name? What's their name? Dr. Andrew Huberman. He's awesome. Okay. Um, but there's some actually, again, going back to this dopamine. So all of the racial, political, all of these different things are, when you really think about it, um, th there is some, some interesting research around beliefs um, and dopamine and those beliefs being pretty seared in with dopamine because that's that rut creator. Um, and so being able to just convince someone arbitrarily to believe what you believe is not as simple as you kind of think it is. It's like, well, I presented a logical argument, right? But their brain's not in a logical place. Seared in right. a deeply emotional place uh, with, with neurochemicals that are below their conscious awareness. Um, and so going oh. into these types of conversations with that thought process, I mean, you can really start to understand that these conversations I mean, there are some deep things that you're that that we're see that are seared in, and so there, um, there's some there is some science into some of those things, um, and then the psychology of learning. There's some other there's some other pieces of that as well. Um, just in general, I feel like um, a lot of the times, and maybe even outside of just the all of the things going on, just period. When you get in an argument, honestly, 
Um, most of the time, each, each side has some half truth that they're arguing, or they have some partial truth that it's true in certain situations, different things. And the, the hard part is that we get stuck <laughs> and it's like, well, mine is more true. Mine, whereas if we could say, well, actually, if, if you kind of look at it, if you look at this more like a chess game, then this could be, we, we could create a whole truth with these two partial truths. And so it's, it's kind of like how you learn, right? You learn by expanding truth. If you think about it, like a stone ax cuts down a tree. So does a steel ax. So does a chainsaw. All three of those cut down a tree. And so if you and I are in a conversation and we are coming at each other with, I have one brand of chainsaw, you have another brand of chainsaw. And we're both arguing that my chainsaw cuts a tree down. Could you understand how that would not be necessarily as productive as possible? And so when you understand that that's how psychologically we learn and expand our knowledge as humans in our heads, you can start to kind of pick at these conversations and things that are going on a little bit differently. Interesting. So what I hear you say is, is like coming at these conversations, knowing that their belief system is in a deep rooted place. It's in a deep, a deeply rooted emotional place. It's like they're what, and it's aligned with dopamine. Um, so it's going to be, it's for them to want to go away from that is going to be a challenge. So yes. like that piece about um, like combining the half truths, right? Like what, what, what are the ways of being able to, um, and I maybe I, I'm thinking maybe it's worse, but from your perspective, what are the ways of being able to um, mold these two half truths together in for people on two different sides? Because like, because there's there's got to be like, I don't know. I'm in my head thinking, well, if if the, there's two half truths and someone's going to defend their position, their half truths. Like already, like when I say defend, I'm thinking like the limbic system is on. Like, hey man, you're a stress. You're yeah, you're something. Exactly. Right? That's a perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so how do you diffuse so, that? And the way you right, start the conversation, yes. I believe, is a really really good place to start. And getting on, laying down the guidelines, having it up front when you, when you can, if you can both agree. Hey, I forgot what it's called. There's a specific name for this. I think it's called a dialectic. I believe is what hmm. it's called where, okay. um, and it goes kind of back to like rhetoric <laughs> where people would, that's what they would do. Um, but but the a dialectic, I believe, is where you come into a conversation understanding, hey, I've got a handful of half-truths and you've got a handful of half-truths. Can we agree to work together to really start to try and seek to understand first and figure out where your pieces fit in with mine and and can we play this chess game together so that we can both form a whole truth together so i'd have to think of a specific example of this but i think that acknowledgement up front um, that we both are right about some things but also partially there's just think about it. there's so many things that are right in this this makes sense and this is true here but it's not necessarily true here like and right. so being able to go in up front and say, and have the humility to say, yes, I understand that I could be a little bit wrong or a little bit off here, but your little piece here can really help form that in and um, go in with that type of, that level of clarity um, up front. 
before you get into an emotional conversation um, because the second their brain floods with with those chemicals from their amygdala game over i mean their logical reasoning is is gone gone you got to give them 90 seconds and i mean i even an emotional jolt be like man I feel like I said something that, that threw off the chemistry here, which you literally did. Um, and you can yeah. feel it. We can feel it. You know, yes. when you say something, you feel something different. Um, right. That, that yep. is, will give them some time. I feel like it helped me here. I'm sorry. What, what, did I say something wrong? What, what's going on? Bring down that emotional wall. Literally let their brain for 90 seconds drain of chemicals and look at, look what happens. Right. Oh, everyone breathes. Right. I, my team here, we actually have a phrase we use called limbic, um, because when this can happen, even outside of a political conversation, um, if, if you're doing business right, you have some heated conversations. <laughs> like right. If you're going to change the world, there is going to be some arguments. Um, but we can't get to a logical place if we're emotional. And so when someone on mm. my team feels or sees the other person go limbic or go emotional, we say limbic, take 90 seconds. We all clear the room. Everyone goes, drains their chemicals, and we all come back logical human beings again, willing, ready, and neurochemically prepared to have a conversation together. Mm. Dude. I appreciate what you do, man. I appreciate this and and, and what you're speaking because, and I, I'm going to, I like that piece about like giving the 90 seconds and like witnessing. Cause again, there's an awareness there, right. About what's going on. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up on, uh, I think we're coming up on an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Listen, I want to talk about your foundation, man. Um, with uh, conceive, believe, achieve. Um, what is what is some ways that the listeners can support you tap in and like what is it about for you that that has you bringing this to the world man yeah so for me the the biggest thing um is i really really want to be able to as, as we are working with teams of people that maybe are to begin with like maybe like uh coach or not coaches sorry uh, sports teams executive teams different things like that that have tried things before or they have I mean, this, there are people that are scared to touch doorknobs that are sitting in their basement, just terrified, nervous, anxious, worried, scared, think they have no emotional control over what's happening in their brain and just don't understand the basic neurochemistry that they have control over. Um, and so those mm -hmm. are the areas that I'm really, really looking to help people within. Um, and the, the, that's one piece and helping one tool belt on this superhero tool belt. Um, and then the other one is really, really helping kids start to understand these things at a much, much younger age so that these superpowers are common knowledge um, to the younger generations. And so the, 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 this Conceive, Believe, Achieve is, is, is really a, a neurotechnology company um, because we're doing some cool stuff with AI and some machine learning to really take some of the guesswork out of behavioral change. Uh, because it is it's science right now but there's some cool things you can do with predictive modeling and don't need to get too complicated but to where we i mean there will be a future uh paul where it's so paul's this age he's this persona based on your your data your public data and we can say it's going to take you 75 days actually to stop smoking there's these are the three roadblocks you will probably run into and day 45 you're going to drive past a convenience store on your way home 
and there's going to be a sign that's going to want to make you go in, get some cigarettes, take a different way home. I mean, that's the future I'm really, really hoping to kind of get to. And so uh, being able to steer that type, that level of behavioral change into um, younger and younger people is a massive focus. 12 to like 26 or seven um, and really getting them prepared um, for the world in a different way. Because I very firmly believe that if every human on earth could conceive believe and achieve, right? How many Einsteins are, how many young Einsteins are out there that just cannot even conceive of a better world or they can't even conceive of being able to achieve what they want to be able to, or maybe they've got a vision in their head and they can't, they don't believe in themselves enough. They don't believe in the vision enough. They don't, right, to go out and achieve whatever they want. Um, And that Mm. hurts me. There are so many world changers that are locked away in their own freaking heads and it drives me nuts to understand that's what put elect- puts electricity in my veins every morning. So really, really being able to start working with younger, younger groups of people um, and helping them be, be the, I, I, I'm, I'm a younger person myself <laughs> and really starting to help these people um, um, take over and to, not take over, <laughs> sounds a little nefarious, but uh, be able to have different skill sets baked into their brains so that we can change the future. If you change young people, you can change the future. You can do that. Um, and so that would be one of the best things. Um, the, the, um, or one of the main focuses and places for us, for, for us to look at. Man, man. So now is this going to be like, like a coaching model or is, is it, are you working with people one-on-one? Are they trainings? Like how do you, how does it work for, for people to work with you and get involved? Sure. In so before we got a, collect a lot of data for the predictive stuff that's kind of the futuristic technology part but yes up front is more i mean um it's like being a true experimenter a scientist it's taking people through these walking them through 63-day programs and gauging with them what's going on how are you feeling what's behavioral change journals taking the time to go through collect the data and work people through these things Mm -hmm. um and so, yes, it, it's, it's working through with, with teams, groups, helping them understand the, the process, um, and then also helping with accountability, following up, making sure that they're going through the steps. Um, so it's, it, that's up front, yes, it, it's much more of a coaching type um, model for sure. That's cool, dude. That's cool. I'm so excited that you're doing this, man, because listen, this is – a, a this time of 2020, I just see this as this space where it's like, you know what? We can create something new. We can really create something new. So this conceive, believe, achieve foundation that you're doing. I bless you on this, man. Um, I'm like looking at time because I know you're a busy man. <laughs> so uh, listen, uh, how do people get in contact with you if they want to work with you, man? Yeah, LinkedIn is one of the best ways, honestly, um, to to connect with me um, or my my um, the a DM on there, or if they want to email, text me, uh, call me. Any of those would work for me. Cody is a really simple Cody Isabel I S A B E L five one gmail dot com um, is where I'm at right now, um, and then LinkedIn, just Cody Isabel. Um, and I've got a little brain next to my name. That's probably the best place to go for the, at the current moment. Um, so. Got you. Nice, man. And if there, before we wrap up, man, if there's one message that you want to 
give to the listeners that it's either to expand on something that we discussed already or to give them a new nugget that we have yet to discuss? What would you leave, what would you leave them with? What do you want to leave them with? Um, I, I, which is this kind of a great end cap and it kind of <laughs> puts everything in a full circle, but um, have a great day or a bad one. It's completely up to you. Right. I mean, it truly is. And being able to understand that um, these things, these emotions that are flooding in your brain um, that are preventing you from doing things or, or keeping you away from things, they're not you. <laughs> right. You are Paul. You are, you are not anger. Um, and really, really starting to understand that um, these emotions that we think take over and become us are not us. They are neurochemical reactions in our brains that are trying to communicate something to us. Listen and understand that so you can effectively, more effectively live your life and change your life, literally. Mic drop. <laughs> Blessings, Cody. Cody Isabel in the place to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Men Talk About podcast. This is Paul, your host. Thank you, man. This is, oh, man, I can't wait to listen to this again and again and again. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> I appreciate it. We have thank to have, you. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I, I heard you talk about like getting some uh, data and stuff. So let's, I want to have you back after you get that and like talk about some of the things you're seeing, man. Because yes. uh, I, I seriously think that uh, you are you are one of those guys that's going to be an influencer for many. So um, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I'm glad we got I'm glad we got you on the ground level, man. It's great. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, Steph, I'll come back anytime. To, I'm glad you said it because I'm going to want you coming back, man. So listen, Dr. bless Manity. you. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Thank yes, you so much. man. You got it, brother. We'll talk soon. Be well. Thanks, everybody, Thank for you. listening in. Until next time. What'd I tell you? This guy, man, I'm telling you, I said it in the podcast and I'm saying it again. The dude is next level. And I'm letting you know, you caught him here before he blows up. Just telling you again. So what did you take away from this episode? What did you take away from this podcast and release it to your brain and the power of it and the power that you possess within it? What focused action are you going to take? Well, what are you going to do? These are why This is why I do this podcast because this is about our development, our education, our inner work, and the brain is the key. Our language is the key. How we think, what we conceive, what we believe, and also what we achieve all in the brain our belief system so hope you enjoyed it listen to it again again there's gems in here and something to think about as we wrap up what's your focused action what's your focused intention what you, how are you going to be using your brain to get what you want in life relationships and everything hey question you get to ask yourself be well men thanks for tuning in and until the next episode This is Paul, your host, and I'm out.